Seafront in Ashland, Massachusetts serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything's done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well. www.dorganramen.com back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Hard, the official Hack Slash podcast. And welcome to this brand new start for Hack Slash as we begin the Image Comics coverage. Or you might have heard a preview of the Image Comics coverage as Charcy and I have also covered the Murder Messiah annual a couple weeks ago. But tonight we're going to dive right into issue number one with a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Hey, Daniel Leister, uh, past Hack Slash uh, artist. And you were the artist for, I think, the entire run of the image ongoing, correct? Almost. There's a couple spots. Um, the the ongoing series, the monthly, kind of got to me a few times, and they had to put in some uh, backup artists. Gotcha. And joining me for the podcast is... Co-host, Tracy Lux. And we are both big fans of yours, Daniel. The, uh, the artwork that you brought to Hackslash is very, like, real. It's so different. It looks, like, very... You know, very movie style. There's there's so much you put in the detail of your characters, especially when you're doing this. You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm talking through my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of gritting teeth. Ah. Oh my I god, dude! You had like always, a thing about gritting teeth. <laughs> yes, I have always loved the grittiness to your drawing style. That it just it suits Vlad and Cassie like perfectly. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Charges is going to go over the plot synopsis for us for issue number one. And we have Crossroads, story by Tim Seeley, artwork by Daniel Leister, colors by Mark Englert, letters by Crank, edits by James Lauder, publisher's image, and original published date I found was February 9th, 2011. We start off this issue in the car of a young couple in Louisiana. They're at an old popular makeout spot. In the middle of a kiss, they are interrupted by a zombie-looking creature. Flash forward several days, and Vlad is calling Chris in Eminence, Indiana, to get man talk from him. He wants help with Cassie, because she's more on edge than usual and only wants to hunt slashers. But Vlad ends up getting the good advice from Pooch instead, who suggests that Cassie is focusing on her work so that she doesn't have to think about her old lover, Georgia. After getting his advice, Cassie gets Vlad, and they are heading off to check out the disappearance of the young couple at Lover's Lane. 
Meanwhile, Kat is arriving in Eminence, Indiana by bus. She has been in a coma for the past 12 years after being stabbed by the pumpkin-faced man. Now she wants vengeance on him and the Black Black Lamp Society, so she is in Indiana doing investigating to find them. In the process of her case, she watches a cop car run over a dog. The creature gets back up and runs into the woods. Kat noticed that the dog had clearly been dead. She follows to investigate it further. Back in Louisiana, Cassie and Vlad have gotten to Lover's Lane, where they prepare to set up in order to ambush the slasher. However, it is at that moment that Vlad decides to approach Cassie about her issues. She brushes it off as nothing and tells him to set up behind the trees so she can make sex noises in the car to lure out the slasher. Back in Indiana, we see the cop Maggie on the phone with Chris, and she's explaining that she hit an animal on the way home, but she says she was in a hurry and that she'll meet up with him at the bar later to play pool. She changes her appearance into her Black Lamp Society attire and makes a call to the cult to give them an update. Since she's the one spying on Cassie's followers. Now back in Louisiana, Cassie is making a lame attempt of making sex noises in the car, but the zombie-like creature still approaches the vehicle. Vlad sends her a warning text, but he's then attacked from behind by another zombie. He yells for Cassie's help, and the zombies end up running away. But before Cassie and Vlad follow, they notice that the one zombie has left an acid-melted handprint on the car. Back in Indiana, Lisa and Ava are talking together. Sam and Ava are there with Chris and Lisa, since she has gotten attacked. Both Sam and Chris head out for the night for very different reasons and leave the women back at the house. Lisa is clearly mad at Chris for going out to hang out with Maggie again. In Louisiana, Cassie and Vlad bring up Acid Angel, but they both agreed that she had been dead. While talking about her, the zombies attack them. Cassie manages to bash the male zombie's face in, and the female zombie melts Vlad's coat since she had jumped on his back. Cassie has to help him out of it before it melts to his skin. But they both notice that they have found that the zombies were headed to a hotel located on the beach. Back in Indiana, while searching through the woods, Kat gets out her night goggles to see if she can find the dead dog. But she spots a man instead. Turns out it's Sam, and he puts his pumpkin hood on, and it immediately scares her, and she takes off running. Meanwhile, in Louisiana, Cassie and Vlad find the young lovers located in the hotel pool area but the female's body is half melted away in a hot tub full of acid, and the male is tied up with half of his face melted off. It's at that moment that Acid Angel makes her presence known and emerges from the pool. The issue ends with Cat running through the woods, and she trips over a dead animal. She's already freaked out because of seeing Sam, but now she finds herself surrounded by a horde of zombie-like dead animals. She says that this is the first time she has ever felt afraid. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And for this episode, we're only going to cover one issue of Crossroads. Uh, There's four parts to this storyline, but we're going to cover issues two, three, and four uh, in the next recording. But because we had a guest on for this one, we only want to cover issue one so we give more time to our guest and his history and art and life and pursuits of happiness, joy, and horror. Um, Daniel, how did you get involved with uh, Image? What were you doing uh, prior to this? Because all of the advertisements and the ending to the Devil's Due press uh, ongoing were Leicester is coming, Daniel is coming, ha You know what I mean? It had all these cool, like, you know, soon-to-come ads. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I actually started on Hacksplash at, like, issue 28 of the 
theory the devils do right and yeah. i went to I think, I think we went to almost i stopped at 30 32 or, or 29 32 and then is I started when I issue one there and i think they did a couple more issues while i was working on this issue uh devils do before i left but i am um, uh i had met Steely through my um art dealer paulo Bio- Paolo Belfiore through Cadence Comic Art. I was finishing up a gig on my Wonderland series, which I've been working on for like three years with uh, Zenoscope, and I've been doing that series for a long time. And I was getting to the end of the whole like whole thing, and I was like, shit, what am I going to do now? Because <laughs> I've been on it so long, I hadn't thought about like trying to get other connections and jobs and stuff like that lined up. So it was kind of coming up, and I started to whine and cry to my art art dealer and uh he was actually tim's art dealer too at the time so he hooked us tim and i up at i think chicago uh wizard con one year and i went and sat down and talked to him for a little bit and we're both into horror and the same stuff and everything and i i heard a little bit about hackslash i didn't know a ton about it yet but i i heard about it and seen the books and I thought it was a really cool concept, so I was like, I'd totally be up for that. And then uh, once we got into it, it's just kind of off to the races. Were you a are you a ginormous horror fan yourself? Pretty pretty good. I mean, I was one of the first memories I have of getting the shit scared on me was um, Stephen King, uh, Bernie Wrightson's Creepshow comic book. That that my parents had to take that away from me because it gave me nightmares. <laughs> and I think it was just downhill from there. Sounds like the story of my childhood, too. (laughs) Which one did you have? I was going to say, I had Creepshow for a while. And especially, like, my, I remember my parents always telling me that I would sneak up at night and they would find me behind the couch because they would sit up late and watch Creepshow. And I would hide behind the couch so that I could watch Creepshow, too. But I'd always get caught because I'd end up, like, screaming halfway through the episode. (laughs) Which one do you remember the most? I remember the, oh, shoot. Um, it was the one with the cave. I mean, it's been so many years since I've watched any of the original ones. But it was the, the one with the, the kids went into, like, a mine or something, and they got lost uh, in it. I'll have to look it up later. But, yeah, it, I want to say it was the one where they get lost in, like, an old mine. The one that got me was uh, in the comic book was, uh, I think it was called The Crate. And there was just this monster in this crate under the stairs. And the guy flipped a coin and it rolled under the stairs. And he got this box out and there was just a monster in the crate. And it <laughs> ate everybody. It scared the shit out of them. I do remember that one now that you're talking about that one, too. So yeah. at the uh, beginning of the issue, part one of four, all the credits that we've gone through, there's a character guide at the beginning of the issue, text by Jeff Bone, of the central main characters to catch everyone up in case this is their first issue. Because as Stan Lee would always say, every comic book is someone's first issue. We have a couple making out in a car at make-out point kind of area, I guess. Lover's Lane. Lover's Lane with a girl. I'm assuming these are supposed to be teenagers, but the way that Daniel draws this girl's breasts, they got to be in their 20s and those have to be implants. Well, Sorry. to be fair, she did say, I learned this back in high school. So she's bringing somebody here to, you know, she's reliving old memories. Right. So it's just, I've always got to, 
I've uh, one thing I've I've, uh, I've noticed in comics is just like how perfect certain body parts are, and how like just they have to be like augmented and fake. And something Cassie would definitely point out as well. Mm-hmm. I'm much better at that now. I'm getting better at it. There's a great issue of uh, Superman uh, when Jeff Johns was writing it with artwork by Gary Frank, where Supergirl is using her X-ray vision on Cat Grant's chest and going, "There seems to be an unusual amount of silicone implanted into your chest." <laughs> And Lois, like, grabs her by the cake, and the cape is just like, okay, we're out of here. Gary <laughs> Frank's work is so nice. I love his work on that. It's so damn funny. Supergirl is just sitting there just, like, pointing at Kat's, like, ginormous breast sticking out. Because everyone in the Daily Planet's office has noticed that she has she just got breast implants. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> um, Kathy is doing what is called a whore's bath. I've never heard this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. You should try it sometime. I will have to take your word for that one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just using Cassie's line in the book. What uh, it says. What was that, Daniel? That's what it says, horse bath. Try it. I absolutely love that every time Cat is on scene, it's the new case of the something, something, something. She has a case file for everything that she does. Man, I uh, numbers she has up on there too. Well, I think it has something to do with her uh, her mental health as well, right? Because she does have some type of uh, um, Asperger's. Yeah, Asperger's, Asperger's, and also she is a twelve year old girl trapped in the body of a twenty four year old. Right? She has a mentality of a twelve year old because she was been in a coma for like Mm -hmm. ten years or fifty, however long it is. You know what I mean? And for her to go from like being this tiny little girl prepubescent to 20-something-year-old with breasts and everything else must be just like, you know, what, what do I do? I'm a, I'm a woman now. and <laughs> yeah. I had some good points. On a side note on that one, I've been pitching stories for a Cat Pooch miniseries to Tim for a while, and I, I haven't quite got it right yet, but one of these days I'm going to get a Cat Pooch miniseries. There you go. I mean, he's I kind of retired Hackslash this year, but it's coming back, he said. But this, but when the 15th anniversary came out, he definitely said that Hackslash was going to be put on hiatus for um, you know the next several months, and then he probably, as well as everyone else, didn't foresee what happened happened this year, um, and mm-hmm. then that probably extended it. But as far as I'm aware, there was still no plans to bring Hackslash back this year, but we could be seeing it in 2021. So maybe that that might be the best time to bring back Cat uh, and have you draw her. I'll have to mention it. Yeah, definitely. Maybe have some tie-in to the to the uh, new new series if he brings one up, some kind of tie-in. Exactly, exactly. Um, you also have a couple new series that you're doing as well, uh, Werewolf Run and Metal Ice Cream. Yeah, uh, Werewolf Run was a book. Um, I uh, I just one of those books I had just rolling in my head for years and years and years, and uh, I finally got it out and I did a Kickstarter for it and uh, got totally funded. So Woo! if you want to get one, you know, go. DanielEister.com, and you can pick up a trade. Cool. Yeah, my uh, my Kickstarter uh, currently still running. It's got 13 days left. Uh, we got funded in like five hours, and now we're at like 414 percent. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's a little grueling. I find that if uh, you kind of have to backload it a little bit, like make sure like people are ready to help support the book before you even go up. So once it goes up, you've got like a grand or two ready to go or something like that. 
Right, definitely. We we um we we hit our goal. We're doing very we're doing okay. Um, I mean, uh, speaking of Hackslash, by the way, anyone listening, and by the time this episode's out, it will still be up on Kickstarter. Tim Seeley has a Hackslash uh, Kickstarter running right now for the Omnibus for the first uh, several one shots. Yep, he he asked me to do a, a pinup for it, so there'll be a pinup of mine in there. And they're doing very well. They're they're over uh, forty five thousand dollars now, and they needed twenty thousand to know. produce the hardcover. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. I definitely believe believe me believe me you. I would definitely love to see my Kickstarter at forty five thousand dollars right now. <laughs> I, I I I pin that on all the Hackslash fans. I mean, I think I made the money I did on Werewolf because werewolves are. People just kind of have a love of werewolves. I don't think it had anything to do with me. I think it had to do with the werewolves. Um, but I'm working on another book right now called Metal Ice Cream, which is uh, kind of a love letter to Heavy Metal Magazine and the movie. Cool. Uh, just uh, Did I send you the PDF of the book? You did. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, it was just, just kind of a crazy, psychedelic, romantic comedy, sci-fi, space adventure. And I used to follow that when you were posting it originally on Instagram, but I think the last time you made a post about it was like August 2019. So thank I you, know I know your Patreon and everything, you have that, which I should just get one so that I can continue reading it. Because I, I really enjoy Metal Ice Cream and everything. Actually, I really thank enjoy uh, Werewolf Run, too, because I, I oh, have Werewolf Run. So. Did you get one copy? Did you get a copy? I, actually, I fangirled on you at C2E2 in 2019 and got it then. So <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. What did you think of the book? I absolutely love it. And, I mean, the surprise ending. I mean, I'm not going to give it away. No spoilers for anyone. But, I mean, it is totally worth it for that ending because I, I wasn't expecting it. So, very well cool. written. Uh, love the artwork. I always hope that it makes sense because I, I keep giving it to people and say, what do you think of the story? It's like, oh, it looked great. What do you think of the story? What do you think of the story? No, the story was excellent. I mean, the plot twist, that's what anybody wants, and especially for horror. It's like you want that ending where you're like, oh, fuck, I wasn't expecting that. So. I know uh, I, I had to stop metal ice cream. I had my third child uh, around that time, and things were just getting really busy. So I just had, like, that's, that's something I was doing on my free time on the side of work. So I just had to put the skids on it. Um, I've still been slowly working on it, and I'm on issue five of a six-issue miniseries, so I'm almost done, and I'm trying to get to the point that when I'm done with it, then I can just put it all online. <laughs> but um, saying that, I was, I was going to put it all up online for free and then put it up on Kickstarter to do, like, a get it colorized and put it into, like, a nice hardback trade. But... Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but Tim is the editor-in-chief of Heavy Metal now. Yep. So I, I yep. kind of threw, threw him the first issue PDF, and uh, I'm getting a couple pages colored, and then he's going to send that pitch over to the editors there and see if uh, they're interested in publishing it Heavy Metal, which would be unbelievable. That would be awesome. No guarantees, but... Definitely my fingers across on that one. Yeah, definitely my fingers across on that one. So um, I don't know if I'll put the rest up online or not. So I'm just trying to finish it at this point. But I I will get there. If you want, if you go to my Patreon, you can like I do a dollar a month, and you can just get the pages that I'm working on. 
and that'll be pretty much every page that I've done up to date now. So you'll be on issue five. And um, if you pay like a little bit more, like $5 a month, then you get like the scripts and the uh, layouts of the pages, the black and whites and just other notes and things like that. And then if there's a $10 tier, then design the logo for metal ice cream. So I sent everybody the stickers, like a nice vinyl stickers for the logo and everything. So nice. just try to give, give as much as I can to the people who are actually supporting the book as I go. So one of the uh, animals gets – the uh, I think it's a dog uh, – gets run over by uh, Maggie, we learned, the sheriff, who's yep. part of the Black Lamp Society. Uh, Black uh, – yeah, Black Lamp Society. And Kat creates a new casebook, and Cassie and Vlad are trying to lure out the stack – Stacker stalked a serial <laughs> killer slasher by Cassie making sexy noises, but Vlad wants to talk to her about the problems she's been having since her parents were killed, which in comic book time was probably not that long ago. Whereas for us, yeah, it's been over a couple years. Yeah, that's uh, that page right there where they're coming up on a lover's lane was one of my favorite pages. Like, I really got her face there. Her, I don't know why, but Cassie's face just gave me a lot of problems. It changed a lot for me. And then I finally got a friend of mine who, um, who kind of had the same hairstyle and facial structure. So I got like a, like a uh, character sheet. I took a bunch of pictures of her face and it started to look a little bit normal after that. Those, and I mean, then, those uh, images of Cassie look fantastic. She's very expressive <laughs> and there's like, you know, there's a lot of detail there. It's not, it, it's, it's different than Tim's, but there's just so much more realism in that, in those type of drawings, I think. Um, especially okay. when we go over to, uh, again, Maggie, the, uh, the, you know, the police chief, and, you know, she goes from being this, like, this cop in this cop uniform to super sexy with, like, boobs and ass and, like, you know, calling in the black flame. What was that? With a very revealing robe. Right. It's just Thank a very wrote. different look for her with nipples poking through and everything. It's just she goes from being a cop to super sexy. It's, like, completely different. You're like, oh, look, girly parts. <laughs> I know. Just, just a little bit, though. Just a little bit. They lure in the slasher. Um, I love Cat. The I love Cassie's outfit in this. I love it when she's actually got clothes on, and it's not like just uh, string bikini and like barely anything on the bottom. <laughs> so let me let me let me explain something in there. Do you see what it says on her shirt on that page? Oh yeah, it's it's the cat and the teacup. Cup the cup the pussy. <laughs> cup the pussy. What did that come from? Not Tim, Donald Trump, that's for sure. I can't remember exactly. You have to ask Tim on this, but Tim was doing something with another company um, or some other guys who had the Cup the Puss t-shirts, and I think he just said, put this t-shirt in the book. So like, I mean, it suits the whole <laughs> idea of that Vlad wants to talk with her about the fact that she's having lover issues mm -hmm. with Georgia, and she's just got this ridiculous shirt on, and <laughs> she doesn't want to talk to Vlad about it. But, she always had, she's always had issues about intimacy, though. Oh, well, understandable, though. I mean, you know, all of her past issues with family and that. Mm-hmm. The, but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean. She the flip phone, too. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that dates it, too, doesn't it? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. What, what generation probably is like, what the hell's a flip phone? <laughs> I know, I know. So some, do you some think, of them might still know what it is. So do you think there's sure. a do you think there's a vocalizer in Sam Haynes' mask uh, that allows him to talk the way he does when he creeps up uh, behind Lisa? Oh, I'm sure. Or he's just that creepy with that mask on. 
Something like that. It comes out creepy. The woman who attacks Vlad in the next page after Chris and Sam Hain go out to have beers jumps on top of Vlad's back so perfectly. I'm like, how 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 is that possible? She had the higher ground. Apparently yeah. so. She was on the pier, yeah. Yeah, and they find out that there's some acid everywhere, which means leads to an old enemy of theirs that they long thought dead. Yeah, I really dug how that panel took out where she splashed the guy's head open with a baseball mm-hmm. bat. Right. Who Cat sees, that's Sam Hain, right? But isn't Sam Hain yep. out yep. with Chris? I don't get it. No, well, think, no, Sam uh, wasn't with Chris. Chris off on his own, yeah. No, Chris and Sam, and Sam Hain go out to have beers. They they say he leaves with her. No, he he went for a walk. They both went out, but they went for different reasons. Oh, uh, Sam right. went for a walk, and Chris went to meet up with Maggie. Right. Yeah, he okay. went out. To, he went out to brood. Fighting, he went out to brood. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like Batman <laughs> fighting the girl in the hot tub um, with uh, half her body completely missing is you know something straight out of like you know that would be a great reveal in a horror movie. Yep. Especially if, like, the boyfriend's, like, trying to, like, get with her or cop a feel, and the next thing you know, he's like, (gasps) Yep. Half his face is gone. And it's at that moment that you realize, you know, you think she's alive in that first panel, but then you get to that panel, there's no way she's still alive. No. You're missing your lower half of your body. No. Uh, Cauterized the wound, so, you know, didn't bleed out, so... (laughs) And then we get the very beautiful, sexy, acid uh, angel, you know, coming out of the pool with her bikini kind of just slowly fading away. But, yeah, the big reveal of, wait, she's supposed to be dead. She died, like, how many issues ago? (laughs) Was there any, like, stipulation that there could not be any nudity in Hackslash? Because sometimes there is, but we basically just get a lot of cock tease in this issue. Yeah, um, I remember Tim. He would always give me kind of there was there was one issue the uh, I can't remember the character's name with the floating brains and the, the singer and I can't remember the name. You'll get to it somewhere down the line here. Um, and he wanted Cassie to pull her top off for a uh, wardrobe malfunction, and it took a while to get the right shots where I'm not showing too much breast, but just enough breast and not enough too much nipple and not enough nipple. So <laughs> so there's there's tiny bits of nudity and things like that throughout the series, but not like really uh over the top. Just just like PG thirteen kind of nudity, I think. <laughs> PG thirteen okay. nudity. Um, I think that's what he was going for it at least. That's what it felt like. It's just it's just constantly funny that we again we get like, you know, we get Maggie in that like, you know, top or whatever where her nipples are just like completely poking through. You know, we get cat constantly with the itty bitty little bit of cleavage, but it's 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 in books like this that I always find funny. There's just like they just shy away from the nudity, or it's, you know, same thing with like Brian Polito's like Lady Death or whatever. Lady Death almost has no has like zero nudity in the comic book whatsoever. There's like a naughty cover edition where she's like completely nude, and then he has a whole other book where there's just a chock full of nudity and sex in it called Hell Witch now. Uh, but yeah, his I main Lady that. Death book can't have any nudity in it. <laughs> That's, that's his choice. I mean, I, I think I heard him talk about it one time that uh, um, Lady Death was just like his, almost like his daughter, and he didn't want <laughs> in the book to have anything like that. I, I don't know. That's, I think that's what it's like. Just 
that's what he had planned for the character. I mean, he is the co-creator, yeah, so I guess that would be his daughter. Um, and then Cat is surrounded, of course, by the uh, you know living dead pet cemetery pets. Uh, hacking back to get it, hacking, hacking back to uh, hack slash euthanized. I was gonna say that. So we have another hint of another slasher who technically should be dead, and yep. they're back that again. Was the first, that was from the first series that he did with Stefano, I think. That was like from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Now on the cover, very, very now on the cover of the omnibus, and in the back of my issue is an uncolored Eric Larson cover B cover of Cassie sitting on Vlad's shoulders, very Eric Larson style. Mm. That should be. That was the cover for the first issue, I think. Let me let me see real quick. That might be the alternate cover, but I have the Tim Seeley cover that has Cassie, Hack, Pooch, Cat, and Sam Hain on it. Yep, that's the one that I'm seeing in the omnibus. So. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah, so it's Eric Larson and Mark uh, Eng- uh, Englert uh, for cover mm-hmm. B. Yep. Uh, one of the ads in this issue is for the Seattle, Washington, uh, Emerald City Comic Con, which I think is still going on, well, except for this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> of the guests that they had at this here. thing uh, were like, uh, uh, some names I don't recognize, but some I do, like Eric Larson, as I mentioned, Ben Templesmith, Craig Russo, Ron Mars, Michael Avon, uh, Avon uh, Omeg from uh, Powers, but a lot of them I don't know, like Bill Crabtree, Emmy Locks, Richard Starking, Scott Kowalczyk. What was the last show you guys were able to do? The last Comic-Con I went to or convention I went to was PAX East uh, 2020 in late February of this year before the pandemic really crashed down. And Just the like last... right, right before, yeah. yeah in fact, that was a convention that a lot of uh, vendors were pulling out of because Boston was becoming ground zero for the pandemic in the United oh. States. Um, oh, that's true. We had a serious outbreak here due to one of the companies going over to China and coming back with the virus. And it wasn't, oh. it wasn't helped any by being downplayed by the you know current, and as of January 20th, no longer Commander-in-Chief Donald Trump. Yeah. So as of Monday, the day that after we're recording this, of course, Joe Biden puts together his coronavirus tax force. What about you, Trisha? So what, what do you do? And the last convention I got to go to this year was Anime Milwaukee, and that was in February. So Was that mostly just an anime show? or was Yeah, it, uh, that one was mostly just uh, anime. I didn't get a chance to there? Notice. What was that? Did they have manga there at those shows? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Cool. But, yeah, I didn't get a chance to go to C2E2, but hopefully, I mean, maybe it'll happen 2021. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how, uh, you know, Australia had a big convention happen recently because they have their crap under control. Yep. Yeah. They, if Same somebody gets the virus, it's like they're completely shuntered away in the hospital and quarantine. You know, they mm. they don't take they don't take any chances when somebody, you know, comes down with it. And their 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 count is like they're like one or two percent or something like that for their population having the virus. Well, they're doing what they need to do. They're the only country apparently. Yeah. yeah. I think I think their thing is that they just want to get through enough people so they have a treatment for it, but maybe not a vaccine. So if we can treat people and they can live, that's okay. We'll just take their money for the treatment and then keep giving them treatment. Yeah, that sounds like about right for everything. So. <laughs> I'm waiting to see if Tim does a hack slash coronavirus issue because 
you know, you got to think like like Cassie and Vlad are going to run into the coronavirus. Marvel's already said it's going to run into the Marvel universe at some point too. Oh, oh man. Where everybody, all the characters are just wearing masks. Well, they can't have they can't have like characters living in New York City not be affected by the coronavirus. Like they couldn't have characters living in New York City not being affected by nine eleven. True. So it'll be interesting to see how they work it in then. Right. I mean, they're they're they they've got storylines that they had to push back tremendously, like King of uh, King in Black and. uh, Empire or whatever, so they had to get caught up on certain storylines before they probably get into that. But when you watch TV series like Superstore, their first two episodes of the season was all about the pandemic. Oh, but I am actually curious to know, Dan, who is actually your favorite hack slash character to draw? Oh. I actually got really good at drawing Vlad. I got, at some point, I just kind of got the what I wanted him to look like so I could draw him pretty quick and easy. So I was able to play with his face and his expressions and stuff a lot, which got really fun. So I, I'd probably say Vlad. He's always, he always fun to draw with or without the mask. And I, I think I remember you mentioning once that you drew him sometimes at the beginning there. You felt like you drew him more without the mask than with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I was looking through after uh, talking to you and looking back at some of this stuff, uh he's almost in this whole omnibus without the mask. Like he has it up to where they meet acid angel. And then I think the rest of the omnibus, he's not wearing the mask really. At least not that much. At least not what I'm drawing. No, no, definitely not. But yeah, it's, you all give him these like gentle features. Cause I mean, obviously Vlad's this huge guy that he's supposed to be scary and everything, but you have a way of drawing him that it's like, you're getting to the inner part of Vlad where, let's face it, he's kind of a puppy. So. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's just a little puppy. But, I mean, he, I, I hope that when, like, the shit goes down, you, he's got, you know. Oh, the, the no, meat. he's not a puppy uh, anymore at that point. <laughs> yeah. He's got two giant machetes to pull out. Mm-hmm. And he'll do <laughs> anything to protect Cassie, so. Yeah, yeah. And then I think one of the other characters was just a lot of fun to draw was Pooch. Just such a weird talking dog, hairless dog. Yeah. (laughs) And and the stuff that uh, Tim got him to say and do was just so much fun. He was was a lot of fun to draw. Pooch is my least favorite character. Uh, I remember you mentioning that because of his mouth or whatever. Yeah, it just freaks me out. I don't know. I just don't like him. (laughs) I can't help it. Not just not my thing. Um, he's Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah. Him and Jar Jar need to uh, be banished together. Cat uh, is okay. Uh, I want to say my favorite character is probably between Vlad and Cassie. Is probably uh, Vlad. Um, you know, again, he just looks like this giant monster, but when he speaks, he speaks so elegantly or whatever. And very, he's very intelligent too. Even though he comes across as being kind of like this, you know, man child sometimes. Um, but uh, I, I just love the way he, you know, especially when he's got to put Cassie, you know, in her place. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the, the only, only one who can. can. Huh? He's the only one who can do it. He's the only one who can do it. That is all the notes I have here for this issue of Cross, uh, what's it called? Come Together. I almost said Crossroads. Come Together, part one. Crossroads. Crossroads. Charcy, did you have any other questions for Daniel? Just kind of to know, like, uh, 
because we hit on the mark about your future projects, which was uh, what was going on with Metal Ice Cream and everything. So, yeah. obviously, anybody listening, take a look at his patron, because I can flat out say that Metal Ice Cream is something worth investigating your time in. Cause yeah, please, uh, I can send you guys links to like the Instagram that has pretty good amount of stuff on there for free that you can check out and then the patreon is like behind the paywall but i actually when the coronavirus started i started putting i think issue some issue four up there for free so that might be up there for free if you want to go check it out uh but yeah and if you want to check out uh werewolf run just look it up online you should be able to find the trade purchase for it awesome man thank you so much for coming on the show and talking a little bit about uh, Hack Slash and your history with it, your long history with it. It was an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you about Thanks, it. Your yeah, art is yeah. amazing. Yes, and thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I was, I was trying to, with the series, I, I try to be like the main artist for the series because I know for a while there just was going through so many different artists. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, and I tried, I tried to be on there as long as I could, but there was just some spots where having kids and drawing just didn't quite work out too well understandable <laughs> and you can find us on twitter at goth girl horror or at chris d sav which is the radio horror show twitter and you can find, find me, me at dan comic Leister. sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> mine was uh, lagging a bit I'm, go I'm, ahead dan you can go ahead dan uh, find me, you can find me at dan comic Leister on twitter and go, you go. can find me charcy lux at charcy lux on twitter or charcy 87 on instagram and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with issues three, four, uh, two, three, and four of the uh, f- uh, rest of the wrap-up to Crossroads. Uh, and then we take a, uh, a hiatus from the main ongoing as we get a couple of uh, we have we have we have quite a few uh, uh, miniseries to we have to tackle. So there's a lot of hack slash content that came out all at the same time. I remember at one point, and I remember, and, and Tim verified this, and, and so did Diamond, that there were like three hack slash books in one month. It was like oh every goodness. week I had another hack slash book in my box. I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, if you guys need me to talk somewhere else down the line with the other series, let me know. Yeah, maybe when we get to uh, another big storyline, definitely, absolutely, we will. Uh, I will give you a call. One of my favorite ones was when they went to the, the film studio in the jungle. That's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that. I was going to say, we can keep that in mind. That definitely. sounds like a good one. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, give you a call, uh, Daniel, in uh, a, few, uh, a few months down the road when we get further into the series. Because sure. we'll be on this for quite some time. Because, again, we have to oh, cover yeah. all the uh, one-shots and crossovers, annuals, and stuff like that, too. So it's going to delay us it'll, getting into the main book every keep, once in a while. It'll keep you busy for a while, absolutely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Have a good night, everybody. Yes, have a good night. Do you love what you hear on the podcast? Please go to Buy a Cup of Coffee. The Radio Horror link is in the show notes, but it's on top of the Twitter page. Or you can just go to buymeacupofcoffee.com backslash Radio Horror, and you can help support Goth Girl Horror and the other podcasts here on the Radio Horror Network. Donations go towards cloud service and new equipment. Thank you. Just to get me who you're gonna stop tonight. Let the villains know that she's looking for a fight.